0: unless it takes a long time to vacate the property and maybe you've got a few months of cash flow coming in, but obviously not enough to cover all of the holding costs. So the expenses must be covered in that initial equity rate. So you need to make sure that you're raising money to cover these
1: holding costs. First, a quick word from our best ever partner, PropStream. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties in seconds, nationwide, or specific to any zip code. You can skip trace owner information, find cash buyers specific to an area, and find other investors to potentially partner with or fund your deals. PropStream provides you the comprehensive data and market insight you need to be at the top of your real estate game. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail. Even if you're not in real estate, PropStream can help you locate high net worth individuals to invest in your non-real estate business, or if you are in real estate, then you can find them to invest in your real estate business. You can use this tool to find people who have millions of dollars in equity in their homes, and you can reach out to them via email, telephone, or snail mail. This is the perfect real estate investing tool for wholesalers and real estate agents, real estate investors, and entrepreneurs. I love how easy the PropStream website is to use. With a few clicks, you can review comps in the area or estimate rehab costs prior to purchasing a property. Act now to take advantage of the plethora of properties that have and will continue to hit the market during this time. And best ever listeners, do you know we got something special for you? You're going to receive a free 7-day all access trial to experience all the features this powerful tool has and you'll experience it firsthand just go to your7dayfreetrial.com that's y o u r the number 7 day free trial.com get started with this get your 7-day free trial and start growing your business even more so than you have been Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartment apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes.
0: Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week we air a syndication school series episode that focuses on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for a lot of these episodes, we offer free resources. These are free PowerPoint presentation templates, Excel templates, PDF how-to guides, something that will help you along your apartment syndication journey. So make sure you check out those free documents as well as past syndication school episodes at SyndicationSchool.com. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a interesting strategy, um, an interesting, unique syndication type of deal where you're buying an apartment and rather than doing a turnkey where you hold it for cash flow or doing the opposite end, which is a highly distressed deal. And then stabilizing the deal and either selling it or holding on to it. And that's how you pay your investors. Or the in-between value add where you have a deal that's stabilized but needs some care. Maybe you just renovate some of the units, upgrade some of the amenities, and then increase the cash flow to pay your investors. This strategy is a fourth, which is, well, I guess another one would be developing. So you buy a piece of land and you develop the apartment So you raise money for that, develop the apartment, and either sell or hold. And then I guess the fifth strategy would be to buy apartments and to convert them into condos. So this is going to be about condo conversion. So this is apartment syndication, and technically you are doing an apartment syndication because you're buying an apartment with other people's money, but on the back end, you're not selling it as an apartment. You're selling it as condos. So like... A development deal, the condo conversions is going to be a little bit different, and require more effort. I won't say more effort, but there's more things you need to do for development deals and for condo deals. As you're doing heavy construction, the units are going to be be vacant. So, if you are looking at a deal, and it's in a market where there are a lot of condos or condos are popular or you just want another option when you're analyzing deals, because the more options you have, the more deals you can do, I wanted to do an episode that went over some of the things that you need to think about before you submit an offer on an apartment deal that you intend on converting to Tondo. So I've got a list of things that are a little bit different for condo conversions than for your traditional turnkey distressed or value-add apartment syndication deal. The first one, and this is kind of the all-encompassing, which is to speak to an attorney. So the process for converting a condo is going to vary from state to state and from city to city, county to county. In some states, it's a lot easier to convert to condos. Other places, it's a lot harder. So you're going to want to speak to an attorney that specializes in these types of condo conversion projects. That way you can ask them what the entire process is, what the steps are, how long the steps take, what the costs are for the various steps, just to get a general understanding of, one, is it even possible to do a kind of conversion project in the market? And then if you are, what are some of the things that you need to do in order to get to the point where the condos are completed and ready to be sold? And on a similar note, You're also gonna wanna talk to someone who actually specializes in condo conversions on the investment side, right? So an investor who has done condo conversions before because they've never done it before. Well, you might not necessarily know what you're doing. You might run into a lot of mistakes and when we're talking about using other people's money, well, every mistake is less money that goes to your investors and potentially eating into the capital that they invested. So it's always good to have someone on your team that has experience doing what it is you're trying to do, even if you're doing value add, right? You want to have someone who has experience doing value add syndication. So in addition to the attorney, make sure you have someone who's done these types of deals in the past and ask them also, what's the process like? What are some of the things that I need to think about? What are some of the things that most people miss? Kind of just your traditional conversation. Now, one of the biggest differences between your traditional syndication deal and these kind of conversions would be the process for vacating the property so this is going to be more or less challenging depending on the laws surrounding kind of conversions in that market so that's why you don't want to talk to your attorney to ask them what the laws are because some places there are a lot of laws that protect the rights of the people that are currently living in the property so let's say you see a property that you think is a good potential condo conversion deal. And every single unit is occupied, but they're all month to month. And so you tell yourself, oh, well, I can just go in there and I can give everyone a notice to vacate. And then within 30 days, the entire is vacated. So I can start my renovation. So I'll have a 30-day window where I can't do anything, but then after that, I can add in the renovation time. And then I can calculate the hold period. Well, depending on the market, you might need to give a longer notice to vacate time than your traditional 30 days if you plan on converting to condos. And then in some places, even if you are able to send out these notice to vacates, you might, depending on the laws, have to cover relocation costs. You might even have to give them a chance to purchase the completed condo. You might not even be able to give them a notice to vacate, depending on how strong these laws are. So if you buy a property with the intent of doing a condo conversion and you don't know what the process for vacating the property is, and you're in one of these localities that make you pay them a thousand dollars or whatever to move or you can't have them move at all either way for them to organically move then obviously your hold period is going to be way longer those holding costs are going to be way higher and you might not even be able to do the condo conversion project at all and obviously that's going to affect the returns to your investors so that's probably one of the first things you're going to look at if you are considering a condo conversion project is what is the vacating the property process like next you're going to want to understand the hidden fees so there's a lot of extra fees associated with condo conversions that you're not going to see in the traditional value add type deals and of course your attorney can help you uncover these but a few of these are going to be application fees with the city surveying fees attorney fees and then fees related to code compliance And then once you've actually done the condo conversions, the city is going to want to inspect the condominiums to make sure they're up to code. And if they're not up to code, then you're going to have to address those issues. So there's going to be a fee associated with any of those issues you need to fix. One recommendation would be to hire a private condo pre-inspection specialist to inspect the property first to give an opinion on potential code violations and the cost of repairs. That way, again, rather than the city inspector coming saying, you need to do X, Y, and Z. You do X, Y, and Z, and they come back and say, oh, well, you did this one wrong. You need to do the ABC now, and then wasting more and more time increasing the holding costs. Have this pre-condo inspection guy come in after you've done the conversions. He can say, hey, these are the 10 things you need to do. You do all 10. The inspector comes. There's no issues, and you can move on to the next step. Another hidden fee is going to be your increased insurance costs because... The insurance to cover condos is higher than the insurance to cover apartments. So while you're waiting to sell, your holding costs as it relates to insurance is going to be higher. So make sure you're getting a quote for the new insurance premium. And then you gotta keep in mind of the upfront and back end fees that you as the syndicator are going to charge for putting the project together and managing the project as well as the brokerage fees. So those are some of the hidden fees. Obviously there's more, but those are some of the main ones. Next is going to be financing. So since you are buying an apartment and converting it into a different property code and it's going to be vacant and not be generating any income, you're not going to be able to get your traditional loan. So you're going to need to speak with a mortgage broker who specializes in condo conversions so they can help you secure the right financing for the deal. And then obviously you're going to have these conversations before you put the deal in a contract so you have an adequate estimation of the debt service as well as the other important loan terms like interest only periods, what the loan term is, any balloon payment or prepayment penalties, interest rates, are they fixed or adjustable, financing fees, closing costs, really everything else associated with the loan. But you want to know up front what types of loans you can get so you can estimate that debt service so you have a more accurate holding cost. Next is going to be the timing. So Again, you've got the upfront costs, the back end costs, and also the hidden fees in the middle, but also the holding costs. Things like insurance, things like taxes, things like utilities. These are things that you have to pay regardless of whether or not the building is occupied or not. So in order to understand what the total holding costs are gonna be, you need to understand what the total holding period is going to be. So to determine that, you need to estimate... The timelines for each step in the condo conversion process. So what's the time it takes from buying it to vacating the building? Once the building is vacating, how long are the renovations going to take? How long does it take to convert the units to condos to do whatever you need to do to address deferred maintenance? To do whatever you need to do in order to get the common areas up to par. And then once everything's done, you've got the inspection and they're ready to be sold, first of all, how long does it take to actually get the condos listed? So there's other things you need to do, as I mentioned, the inspections, you have to set up the HOA, right? And any other post-conversion requirements. And then once they're ready to be sold, how long will it take for you to sell all these units? So that is going to be the average days on market and then the closing timeline. Like once it's under contract, it takes 45 days to close or whatever. You add all these together and that's going to be your hold period. Maybe you want to add an extra month or something for contingency, And then that's how you can calculate your holding costs and obviously the next thing is what are the holding costs and i kind of already mentioned this but these are going to be the ongoing expenses that you pay during the hold period so these will be your insurance or taxes your utilities your debt service and obviously since you aren't going to be generating any cash flow during the conversion process unless it takes a long time to vacate the property and maybe you've got a few months of cash flow coming in but obviously not enough to cover all of the holding costs so the expenses must be covered in that initial equity rate. So you need to make sure that you're raising money to cover these holding costs. Next are going to be the renovation costs, which we can break into four categories. First is the cost to convert the apartment units into individual condos. Second is the investment amount for the condo common areas. Next is the cost to address deferred maintenance. And the next is going to be the contingency budget. So you're going to want to make sure you have a grasp on all these costs before you submit that offer so this is where you want to talk to again that person who specializes in condo conversions or a contractor to understand how much it costs to convert the condo what types of common area investments should be made deferred maintenance you're going to need to get a contractor in there and then contingency budget 10 to 15 percent is usually the traditional contingency budget next is the understand the sales process so Obviously, you're going to need to understand what the after repair value is of each of the individual condo units so that you can determine how much money you're going to make at sale, which requires doing a sales comparable analysis and figuring out how much condos are going in that area. Of course, you're going to want to do this beforehand because (laughs) you're not going to be able to set an offer price if you don't know what the exit price is going to be. You're also going to want to understand the costs associated with selling the properties like the marketing expenses, if any, as well as the broker's commission. And then lastly, since this isn't a syndication since you are raising money, you need to figure out how the limited partners are going to be compensated so you can determine if it's actually a good deal for them or not. So first, what type of return are you going to offer? Is it going to be a preferred return? Is it going to be a profit split or is it going to be both? And then more importantly, when are they going to get paid? So they're not going to get paid during the hold period, that's for sure, because it's not going to be generating any cash flow. It's going to be more like a development deal where they get either a preferred turn that accrues or they're going to get a profit split at sale. But is it going to be a after each condo unit sales or is it going to be once all the condo units are sold? All right. and so when they get paid, is going to affect not only the IRR. So those are the things to think about if you want to convert an apartment into condos, and really the team members that you're gonna to need to have in place prior to putting an offering or first deals obviously gonna be the attorney that we talked about. We talked about the mortgage broker, we talked about the listing broker, we talked about the contractor, and then also you're gonna to wanna to find someone who's an investor who specializes in these things. And then all of those team members, attorney, mortgage broker, listing broker, and contractor, they don't need to specialize in the kind of conversions, right? It doesn't need to be the only thing they do, but it needs to be at least a part of their business, right? You don't wanna have A contractor has never converted an apartment to a condo before, or same with the attorney, especially the attorney. And then the mortgage broker, obviously, you might be able to find a mortgage broker that just specializes in condo conversions, but most likely, they're going to be some sort of bridge lender that focuses on bridge loans in, in general. So those are some of the things to think about when it comes to converting apartments to condos when you're raising money from investors to do this. So I think that's everything. So we'll conclude this syndication school episode. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out the other Syndication School series episodes as well as those free documents at syndicationschool.com. Again, best ever listeners, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and we will talk to you tomorrow.
1: PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties, locate potential investors, or gain invaluable market insight in seconds. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail, which will help you close more deals with less stress. Visit your7dayfreetrial.com to start your free trial and experience all the amazing features PropStream has to offer. That's your7dayfreetrial.com. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Allie Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that though, Allie has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com.